nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. They're wonderful lads that do a great job there. And worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema needs to rest and the numbers reveal why. Times ended up almost looking like a 6-3-1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. Frustrate podcast as well. Of course, Pere Valverde was a huge part of the equation. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Managing Major Podcast. I'm your host, Kian Sabani, joined by the great Lucas Navarrete for a much-delayed Elia Despues. It's about three days after the game now. Game was on Saturday night. I was traveling Monday and... Uh, we're just here on a Tuesday. So the, the tricky thing is, as always, in times like this, is what do you talk about? Because what's the point of talking about the Atletico game? We've only spoken about it, and it was like three days ago. We got a Clasico coming up on Thursday. That seems relevant. We can talk about that. A lot of stuff happened last night and yesterday with the best awards, the Alaba uh, issue, and then, to clarify to me, non-issue, but it's an overarching conversation that... um blew up and a lot of racism involved in that as well and we can tackle a bit of everything so first of all lucas welcome to the show congrats on Jokic having an unbelievable night when was that the was that 40 17 10 unreal unreal yeah yeah, yeah. it's becoming uh usual stuff for him at this point yeah um so congrats on that where do you want to start with football do you have anything on your mind at the top of the list you want to start with? Let's start, uh, let's start with the Alaba thing now that you mentioned it, probably. Uh, to me, as you said, non-issue now that he, is, that he has clarified it. But I, I wasn't all that fine and all that okay with uh, him voting for Messi ahead of uh, ahead of Benzema, considering that Benzema is obviously his teammate and carried uh, Real Madrid and Alaba to one of the most uh, enjoyable and exciting seasons that Alaba has played as a professional footballer, most likely. So now that everything's clarified, it's obviously behind us already. Alaba has that it's pretty much a democratic thing in, for the Austrian national team, that it's not an individual vote for him. Had it been an individual vote, it would be a different, uh, a different thing, a different issue, in my opinion. So, had it been, let's like pretend it was an individual vote, because in in my opinion, and in most many, not most many people's opinion, Benzema deserved it more than Messi. Let's yeah. say, let's pretend, Messi really had a better year than Benzema. Would we have an issue then? Or, be, or do we expect just because you're a Real Madrid player, you have to vote for a Real Madrid player? Well, I think that it's fine to... I mean, you don't have to vote for Carvajal ahead of Messi. But, you know, Benzema is definitely in the race. I think that it's pretty much a fact that Benzema had a better year than than Messi. But even if Messi, like, for the sake of argument, if it was close, the fact that, you know, Benzema is in your team should have uh, 
made you decide uh, for him and, and and his case, but to me it's clear, it's definitely clear that Benzema had a better season than than Messi. I don't care who won the award. I don't care the fact that the Spanish uh, the coach for the Spanish national team actually voted for Julian Alvarez, Messi, and I don't know who was the third guy on on his list. I like I don't care about these awards. Like seeing the voting has already <clears throat> make me decide that this award not worth uh, my time but anyway to me you know Alaba should have uh, decided for if it was an individual vote it's clear to me that Alaba should have gone for for Benzema hence why me and several other fans were kind of upset and unsettled about uh, about the voting now that he's clarified it I have no problem with it and I have to accept uh his version of the story, which is that, you know, it's a democratic thing in the Austrian national team because, you know, it was hard for me to believe uh, that Alaba actually didn't vote for, for Benzema. It was, it was hard to believe then. So now that he's actually explained it, it makes sense. I'm okay with it. Like, I, I'm i obviously okay with it. And to me, it was a non-story. And the fact that it became a story, like whatever. And then the fact that it went from a non-story to racism and is insane to me. Yeah. I wish there was a way we could identify every single racist on social media, link it to their real account and punish them. I really wish there was a, a, a proper systematic way to do this because it's insane what people get away with saying on social media yeah. behind coward, cowardly anonymous profiles. It's abhorrent. You should have never gotten to that stage. I did want to ask you a question on like what, how do you solve voting for this stuff? Because it, it like, the fact so like a lot of captains will just vote for their personal opinion, right? Um, I think yeah. it's actually kind of cool that in Austria they went with a different route and said, okay, why don't we have a unanimous thing? Let why don't we talk about this? I will convey the message of the team, so it's not my personal opinion. But then, like, if there's a tiebreaker needed, then the captain will be the tiebreaker. Then Alaba can say. But I think it's kind of cool that they involved the whole team. But the problem is to me that it's very hard to find like a group of knowledgeable unbiased people who should have authority to do the voting it's really hard to do like you put it in the fans uh in the hands of the fans and all of a sudden you get a war between messi and ronaldo if you put it in in the and you don't think i'm 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 kidding like the fact that ronaldo got voted in instead of vinicius into the um the the, the shortlist was insane yeah. right like Come on, yeah. that, that that is no no yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely no Ridiculous. chance he had a better year than Vinicius. No chance. So there's that aspect of it. Put in, in the in the in the hands of the coaches. You would think that it's in safe hands, but then De La Fuente votes for Julian Alvarez, right? If you put it, <laughs> if if you and we've seen it like we've seen members of like these small countries, footballing countries, voting for like a guy from their own country that no one's ever heard of. Like it happens. So that that's not trustworthy. I don't know how you decide like who should be the voice. Like who's the, who's the who's the voice that you would trust and it's impossible to decide on that in my opinion. But at least come up with systems where like the 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 11 is a joke because it's all attackers. Like it's disrespectful to the defenders in the world when like okay like yeah. you know what there's just no defender that will justify us having four defenders. So let's like, let's just make yeah. it three and put Van Dyke as the one is because even though he is not even having a good year, we'll put two wing backs because they're attacking at least 
they're not as boring, boring def- central defenders. Like it, n- none of this made sense and makes sense. I like so. I always people probably get annoyed with me how much I reference the NBA. I feel like in the NBA, there's just more fairness going around. It's more yeah, like yeah. because the journalists I was going to say. Yeah, the journalists actually like taking into account a lot of the analytics, and they're watching. Yep. The, it's not like it's not as biased because they're just a fan of the no. league. I'm not saying there's yep. no bias. I'm sure there is some bias, but this is just a lot of the stuff. I can never take the footballing award seriously. It's it's very rarely just bang on um, an objective, unbiased winner. Yeah, I was gonna say that the the media voting in the in the MVP award tends to to get it right pretty much every single time obviously there has to be some bias like i don't know the the i think the philadelphia the reporter from the philadelphia sentinel or, or whatever the media is for philadelphia actually getting a vote for the mvp obviously got Embiid first and didn't actually vote for Jokic last season because that actually increases uh Embiid's chances of winning and you know, there's some bias in, involved, but they get it right most of the time. Like because, the point is know, that there's enough actually, people who are trustworthy that even if something exactly, like that happens, exactly, it'll get drowned exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, it balances out. So, you know, but I don't trust uh, the the media uh, circle of European in the, involved in European football to take care of a uh, of a job like that. We are in, in an honest fashion, so I don't know. I don't know how you get it right. I don't know how you get it right. I think it's pretty much impossible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard. Um, if it were me, I would kind of look. I, I think if you can get this is my opinion, this will never happen, but I would put together a team of people who know who are unbiased. You can't like. If you if you're if you cover a team, you you're not allowed to vote for that player. Like that that could be one way to do it. But I think you need people who have an understanding of analytics and actually watch the games regularly and can come come away with an, an unbiased vote and put it in their hands. Cause like the fact that we have this much bias in the voting at this mass scale, it, it makes no sense. And also why are why is there two different ways of voting for the eleven and then the 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 actual winning because why is Courtois in the eleven and Emiliano Martinez wins the goalkeeper award? Ridiculous. Uh, that that shouldn't happen. Like that the the voting the criteria for both should be one and should be voted by the same people. Like it's voted by different people, and we overvalue the look. Maybe we don't overvalue the World Cup, but I think we kind of did because yeah, I brought up this point to Diego on a Churros podcast today. If what happens if Colomuani scores his breakaway yeah. chance before penalty shootout. Yeah. All of a sudden, Mbappe is the best player and Emiliano Martinez is not yeah. the best goalkeeper. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we don't <laughs> register these things when we when we think about it. We got to think about every part of the season and uh, and, and just take a bit of more of a holistic process. And and Benzema was the best, man. Benzema was the best. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Definitely better than Messi and Mbappe. He knocked them both out in the Champions League while scoring a hat-trick, so... I don't know. Unless you only take Messi only has the World Cup. That's it. Yeah. That's all he has this year. Admittedly, it's a big thing to have, but he did but sure, but but it's based on the entire season. He he can't win that. Sorry. Um all right. 
that out of the way. <laughs> How are you feeling about classical? I'm feeling better than I, I was feeling right after the, the derby for sure. Barcelona showed some weaknesses against Almeria. Lewandowski will not be involved. I think Real Madrid have a good chance to kind of make a statement and dig uh, a bit of a grave for Barcelona and actually make Barcelona have uh, second thoughts about whether or not their lead is actually big, big enough for the remainder of the of, of La Liga. I think this is a must win for Real Madrid if they actually want not only only for the Copa del Rey, but also for La Liga, for the race for La Liga. I think it could be a big momentum uh, changer for the remainder of the of the season. If you actually manage to knock Barcelona out, even though they will only have, like they will have the opportunity to focus just in the race for La Liga, I think all of a sudden you put some pressure on, on their shoulders and that's definitely not the ideal scenario with so many games left. And with, uh, I don't know, with a potential four-point advantage if Real Madrid managed to to beat them in, in the Camp Nou, which won't be easy, definitely. But I think it's a must-win for, for Madrid. Uh, not only for the for the sake of actually having a shot of, at winning the, the Copa del Rey, but also because you kind of put uh, big pressure on Barcelona if you manage to make a statement here and show Barcelona that you're still there and that you're even though you know seven points are a good uh, margin for them it's not big enough if you if you find a way to make a statement i agree and i just some cautious words but i really believe that this is a good opportunity to do psychological damage to barcelona and yeah. i i think it would be a really missed opportunity if you don't do that and it's easy to say to say that maybe uh, harder to do, but and I wrote about this today on the website that I think you have to take a page out of like what Manchester United did is that and Bayern and Inter like they really made Barcelona comfortable. I mean uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, pressure them on the ball, exploit their high line, something that we did not do in the Super Cup final at all. Like we just let them have the ball and we sat back. This team, this Barcelona team is not better than you. I really truly believe that. I, I understand that they're yeah. ahead in the league, but I, I think it's a shame that you really don't take the game to them, especially because they're wounded a little bit. Um, this team Pedro also... Is not there. Lewandowski is not there, yeah. Araujo is, is possibly Araujo, not going to be there. Dembele. Yeah, and yeah. Dembele. I mean, these guys, there's no excuse not to take the game to them and, and try to run up five goals like you did against Liverpool. Again, I'm not yep. saying it's easy to do, but I'm saying that's the mindset you have to go in with this. And I think if even if the league is over, the fact that you might poke them like this um, and just batter their confidence a little bit for the rest of the season, make them think twice about it, and also win the Copa, I think it would be something that it would be a shame if, if Real Madrid didn't take that route and, and take the game to them. And, and I think it would be really disappointing to me if they sat back and went with the traditional lineup and and bench Kamavinga and Ceballos and and yeah. tried to play on the counterattack, that would disappoint me. This team, if you look at the numbers, um, in big games, they're just a completely different team than they are in most of the teams. In, against mo In most of La Liga, they just sleepwalk, basically. No one punishes them. Then Bayern comes, 
Inter comes, Manchester United comes, Real Madrid comes in the league, they win 3-1. The Super Cup final, I hope, was an anomaly in this because Real Madrid's morale was really low. It was after uh, after the World Cup. And this is a team that's in a different state mentally now than it was then, and so was Barcelona. And I really think it'd be a missed opportunity if, if we just didn't go at them a little bit, Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Got to play with a chip on, on your shoulder too after what happened in, in the best of words. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, you have a good opportunity here to prove that you're actually worthy of being named uh, the best. And I'm not and I'm not talking just about Benzema. I'm you know, also talking about Vinicius. I'm talking about Courtois. I'm talking Modric also has a chip on, on his shoulder. He hasn't signed an extension yet. He's still trying to prove that he can still do it in big games. Cross the same. Chouameni has like his old self in, in recent games. So another one who has a good opportunity to prove himself. Like many players here have a brilliant, brilliant chance to prove their worth and make a statement against Barcelona. So <clears throat> wasting this opportunity to, I don't know, to actually, I think you have a good chance of making the second leg kind of irrelevant, really. Because I don't believe, I look, with Barcelona's injuries, if you manage to be, to beat them like two nil or some three one two nil something like that, I don't think Barcelona expect you to go scoreless at the Camp Nou with the offensive tools you will have of counterattack. So I think you have a very good opportunity here to make the return like very very not irrelevant but very at least definitely more comfortable and. You know, make your do yourself a favor with this first leg. I think you have a, a brilliant opportunity. It will be such a disappointment seeing a, 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 a slow tempo Real Madrid game against Barcelona in El Clasico. I, I completely agree with you. I think you have to definitely have to go after them hard in this game. Uh, you have to make them feel vulnerable for the first 10, 15 minutes. You have a good opportunity to make them question themselves. The first 10, 15, 20 minutes, you have to make a statement here. You have to show that you are the aggressor. I think it's a, it's a must for me. Then things can go in, in, in very di many different ways, but you have to be the aggressor here. Maybe you waste uh, many scoring chances. They get a lucky break here and there, and the game still ends like, 1-1 or something like that, it can happen, but you have to be the aggressor here. You have to feel vulnerable. Getting ahead of ourselves, but I think that is the mentality you have to go with to make the second leg irrelevant because if you go in with that mindset, this is also... Looking, yeah, yeah. like, let's say if you're up 2 or 3 nil. No. let's just say by second half, and this could come completely come back to bite us, but let's say you're up 2-3-0 to three nil in the first leg and there might be a tendency to slip back and be like, okay, let's just see this out. Chill. I think there is an argument to keep going for more in that game and not wait for the second leg because the second leg is when they get their players back. So do as much damage as you can in the first leg. And like you said, if you go in with that mindset and, and you just try to run it up and give them a big psychological blow, I, I think I think that's what you have to, to do. You also got two classicals yeah. after that. And you have to, I think, set the tone for all three in this one. Uh, those games both makes this a puncher's game, in my opinion. Real Madrid have to take chances and take risks. I think Real Madrid uh, have to make this, like, obviously try to dominate, 
but I think the the firepower is uh, an advantage for Real Madrid in this one. So they have to make sure to that you know they don't play too uh, conservative in in this game. I think they have to really be the aggressors. Well, the thing is, like even with Lewandowski, they have struggled. Yeah, um, scoring goals in 2023, they've been getting results, but in a lot of ways, that's in spite of Lewandowski not being on fire anymore. And with him out, all of a sudden, you're trying to figure out, like, okay, did they lose their target? Um, because Lewandowski has that potential that if Barca aren't playing well, uh, they can obviously yeah. he can obviously transcend in the moment. But without him, it's like I don't know what Xavi does necessarily, but without Dembele too, um, you're you're going into it without without a traditional nine. You might be looking at Ferran. And that's am I saying look, am I overreacting if I say that they have without Pedri, without Lewandowski, without Dembele, their only world class player might be Ter Stegen? And without Araujo, potentially. Araujo would be another one. But the rest of them are definitely good players, solid players, very, very good players for La Liga standards. But they're definitely not world-class players who allow you to compete for a Champions League uh, or to for to compete for, I don't know, for your for a presence, for a, for a spot in the Champions League quarterfinals. They are not world-class without these guys. They're missing each and every one of their world-class players. You you just have to win this game, man. You just have to. Well, it's true. They 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 they're missing their best striker, their best midfielder, and their best defender. Um, just no excuse, yeah. And I think it's interesting also the without Lewandowski, um, one of their the things that they Chavi often does, especially when he's not sure what to do, is he crosses a lot to Lewandowski in the box. And that to for them to lose their target like that, I mean they have not, they average nineteen crosses in the league this season, um, which is more than Real Madrid and more than most teams in the league. There's only I think five teams that cross more than them in the entire league. Not only they lose that target, but so much of Real Madrid's weaknesses has been defending set pieces without Lewandowski and Araujo there. Uh, like again. You have to capitalize on this. I'd be really disappointed yeah. if you don't. Really, really disappointed. Yeah. Truly, truly would be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, mainly because you've you just you have just shown that you have the potential to beat Liverpool two five yeah. after being down two nil. You know, you just have showed that last week. Like you have that potential there. You have the ability and the and the, and the um, performance and the skill set to do that in a game, in a tough game at Anfield, tough environment. I know Liverpool have looked average, but Barcelona are not better than Liverpool. This version of Barcelona without these players we're talking without about. Without these players, are yeah. Possibly. Yeah, without these players, I don't think they're better than Liverpool. So you just, you have shown that you have the, the the ability to do that against Liverpool at Anfield. Come on. There's no excuse here. You just have to be the, at, le at least be the aggressors. Then again, many different things can happen in World but I don't know. Many different thing, uh, things can happen. But at least you have to uh, give yourself the opportunity to to do this and be the aggressors. Anything else you wanted to cover today that we didn't? No, no, not really. I, uh, I'm i fine with it. Then. I just didn't expect, obviously, the, the fact that Real Madrid would end up cutting Barcelona's lead by one point 
after losing to Shocking. after drawing to Atletico de Madrid. I I thought that the race for La Liga was over, and all of a sudden it isn't. So Real Madrid have to do whatever it takes for the next month or so to keep putting some pressure on Barcelona. I think right now they've shown some vulnerability and Thursday Thursday is so crucial. It's a must win for me. It's a must win for, for in my opinion. It's just at least <clears> at <throat> least put on a good performance and uh, something you can be proud of. I don't I just don't want to see the team sleepwalking on the field again and not giving themselves the best chance to win. At least put on a on a good encouraging performance and show them that you have that you will be there whenever they draw they they drop a single point in La Liga. Show them that you're still there. Well, the only classical of these three that I thought would have been different from an urgency standpoint is the league one. But now that one's a must win too. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that the, the different Amdu context. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure Ramdu would have tried to win that game or whatever. Like, but you know what I mean? Like in terms of, yeah, like the where they're mentally at in terms of must-win games, they probably would have prioritized mentally the two Copa games. But now the League One becomes a must-win in that sense from an urgency standpoint. And I don't expect Barcelona to drop any points at all. One hundred million percent, they will not drop points against Valencia at home. That does not happen. No, but no. The one that I would look at as as something, they got Athletic right before Real Madrid. Uh, at San Mames. It's potential there. So we'll see. Uh, again, yeah. let's not get ahead of ourselves, but you and I are both on the same page. Deal them some psychological yeah. damage on Thursday and uh, and take the game to them. You have all the talent. You have yeah, all the energy. Sure. You have the squad. You have the morale to do it. And it would be disappointing if you didn't. Uh, and you're playing at home. Come on. There's no excuse yeah. whatsoever. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we got a lot of content coming up, guys. Tomorrow, Jose and I are going to do a, a big tactical preview of the Clásico over on patreon.com slash managing Madrid. Thursday night, you and I, maybe others, will log on Zoom for a live Zoom podcast after the Barca game. You got to be a patron for that again, patreon.com slash managing Madrid. Lucas, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for hopping on Thank as always. Can. Good luck with everything. Yes, sir. We'll chat on Friday, Friday mailbag. That's the plan. Yes. For patrons. Mailbag right. and, and we'll review the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Lucas. Take care, buddy. Thank you on YouTube. Thanks for listening, everyone. And before we send you along on your way and wrap it up here, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com slash managing Madrid. The ever-growing Real Madrid family that is being built there is incredible. And we're really thankful to be on this journey with you guys. So shout out to all of our patrons who get a ton of bonus content. If you want to get in on the action, go to patreon.com slash managing Madrid. And a specific shout out to these $10 plus patrons because if you pledge $10 or more, not only do you get guaranteed responses to your questions, but you also get a specific shout out on the podcast. So shout out to these $10 patrons as follows. Brandon Alvarez, Willie Reed, Will, Will Sousa, Way Pairing, Tobias Royal Botcher, Talib Salhab, Tahmid Kalam, Sujaiwani, Sumanchu Singh, Shay Hatiri, Shamil, Shabazz Sharapov, Sergio Arispe, Santos Solorsano, Samuli Justin, Sam Razi, Said Mahan, Sai Mohan, Sasi Kumar, Rodrigo Balmaceda, Rishi D, Phoenix, Peter Powell, Paulo Fierro, Patrick Odaya Fadi, As- uh, Nico Laxo, Oscar Barrera, Mowgli, MJ Diego, Marin Myrtle, 
Michael Zinberg, Nicholas Moeller, Matthew Atkins, Martin Ridman, Magnus Lext, Logan Stahl, Leon Stavronakis, Kunal Tilakar, Crystal Glass, Kevin Rivera, Jose Cruz, John Fernandez, Jason Fitz, Ian Marley, Graham Gerard, Gary Cohood, Frederick Rantakiro, Frederick Sundros, Faisal Hamdan, S.A., Davisito, Eloy Enriquez, Edward Sossman, Daniel Williams, Con P., Christian Toft, Christian Acosta, Charles Williams, Brendan Powers, Brandon Stevens, Ashik Pashar, Arnab Mukherjee, Armand Gashi, Armand, Armando L., Anirudh Singh, Ananya Kumar, Azaz Hussein, Adrian Rios, Adar Zalukovic, Adam Dorsey, Bella Chow, Varun, Ramtin Magrur, Fabian Moreno, and Daniel Smith. You guys are legends. Thank you so much. Love you all and Hala Marib.